I'm Jake. I'm me. What were we talking about? Chet, Chet. talk about kevin smith just kind of go through his movies our opinions of him uh and just kind of where he's at now if you don't know who kevin smith is kevin smith was born 1842 in a log cabin uh he was actually a big proponent for slavery yeah until abraham lincoln came along and convinced him to be a filmmaker and then he waited about 100 years and made clerks and gained 100 pounds pounds. so 200 pounds actually no um uh, no, he's uh, he's a Jersey boy. Came from uh, New Jersey. As a kid, he watched uh, Slackers, the uh, Richard Linklater movie. Which I actually have on my desk at home. I've not watched want it. want to watch it. I've been wanting to watch it. I remember... It's expensive. This is why I bought a region-free Blu-ray player. Because I've been looking up a lot of movies on there. On the UK. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> uh, even Akira Kurosawa movies. Like a whole like five pack of his greatest movies on Blu-ray for twenty five bucks. What? I was like, I'm then, yeah. gonna get stuff from the UK. But yeah, it's considered one of the greatest independent movies of all time. It was a huge, like won the Sundance, like it won a bunch of stuff. But Kevin Smith saw it and it really convinced him to be a filmmaker. Yeah, and to do something like the first movie we'll bring up here in a second, which is it's kind of the same thing. Which is it's a huge inspiration because he talked about he didn't see movies that represented him or his yeah. friends and you know instead of complaining about it he decided fuck it i'll do something about yeah. it and I'll... made clerks and most filmmakers that's kind of the that's kind of a mindset i don't have and maybe i should start thinking that way right. i want to make movies that i want to see spielberg did it george lucas did it francis ford coppola did it like all the famous kira kurosawa like everyone saw movies that they would want to watch themselves exactly you know and that's kind of what you know like i, I you know writing that horror movie and I'm like, I, this is a horror movie I want to see. And that's kind of where you, where you should go with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clerks was... His first directorial and... Uh, he wrote it. Directed it. And co-starred in it. Co-starred in it. Produced it. Everything. Edited he, he, it. He did, yeah, everything. he did everything. Well, I yeah. guess Scott Mosier produced it, but... And co-edited. Yeah. The only time he did that. I mean, Scott Moser produced it, yeah. But Kevin, on this one, Kevin Smith did too. Yeah. Like, they both it was, did because, uh, because they, it uh, was their movie. Yeah, and it was all his. And I mean, talk about shoestring budget. $30,000. Which is funny that nowadays, with the advent of digital technology and anyone, let's be honest, can be a filmmaker. I mean, you can spend 10 bucks on a movie, and that's just for food. Yeah. And you can make a movie. Because uh, you can film with your damn phone. But exactly. 30000 back then, that was cheap. But for a Jersey boy like that fat ass, that was a lot of money. And a lot of missed McDonald's opportunities. Boom. Two fat jokes in five seconds. <sighs> but uh, yeah, so he basically what he did, he just uh, got a bunch of credit cards. Yep. Maxed them out to the max. <laughs> and he said, uh, I guess what he did was he, he put down that he was like the manager of mm-hmm. RTS or whatever, the yep. video store. And then they would call and... Asked for the manager so we could talk to him. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's the manager, and this is, you know, this. Um, also sold a lot of his movies and comic books, and, like, he really kind of ruined his life <laughs> just, to, just to make this movie. Put all his eggs you in know. this basket, and, yeah. it, and it paid off, like... I'd say nine times out of ten, it, it wouldn't work. This worked, yeah. and it was... There's a story, if you if you search around YouTube, or, or not you, well, YouTube, I guess, but uh, Facebook, you'll see it. It's uh, every time I see it, I fucking share it. It's uh, he talks to Yahoo, I think it is yep. Yahoo Movies, yep, and talks about the whole experience of what he did. And it's one of the most inspirational stories, it ever. really is. And he gets all teary when he talks about the fact that, like, he was he knew exactly where he was, where his life changed. He was in a convenience store on a fucking payphone, and his life changed. He got the call, said, You know, uh, oh, you got in, you're at Sundance. Sundance, yep, and that's a huge fucking thing, it's rare. For a, like a real independent movie to get into Sundance, like you, this is a you know like a proper like there's independent movies now, but they're not really independent. They're they're this was like he was on his own. It was independent, and <laughs> he, he showed it in the theater, and and nobody it, showed nobody up. showed up except for two yep. people that were uh, apparently writers, and one was a 
big one. Yeah. Uh, the one, he he was actually gets all the credits. If it wasn't for that guy, if Kevin he, Smith, yeah, if he didn't Kevin Smith there. has given him credit. Now, do I know his name? No, no. I think but he says it in that story, and I can't Bob, I can't recall it. Is that Bob Hawk? I think that's what. Yeah, he, that sounds right. Because if you uh, watch too that that documentary, the Snowball Effect. Snowball Effect. Have you never seen that? Nah. Are you a fucking idiot? Sorry. <laughs> no, it comes with the. Clerk, I figured you had it. The Clerks I'm, X. I'm oh. I don't have Clerks X. I have the Blu-ray, which might be on there. It's actually. on there. <laughs> I haven't. I we're gonna check after this see if it. Yeah. It better be. But it's a, It's they made a documentary about the making of Clerks, and it goes through his childhood. It shows when he started writing. It's a wonderful documentary and is very inspiring and goes through all the way up until I've he sold Clerks that. to Miramax. That's that surprising. Me, that bums me out because I know you've seen the Clerks two documentary for sure. Back to the Well, which is also very very good. Yeah. But the snowball effect is wonderful and just as some of the behind the scenes stories and everything it's the only one who didn't show up to do an interview was jeff, unfor- An- jeff anderson no he's on there oh is he? he's on there um no it's as as much as he as i've heard he doesn't do stuff for clerks he's done a lot of stuff for clerks even before clerks too he did panels he did a lot of other, he's done a lot of shit was even in jane's Isle of bob strike back like yeah it's funny how he has his bad reputation yet he's done more for clerks than his wife, how unfortunate the deceased Lisa, uh, she's the only one who's not on it. Uh, Marion is, or Mar- Marilyn, I can't remember her name, Marilyn, Marilyn maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, like everyone else is on there, but she's not. I don't know why. Like, I guess she, once she got away from it, she only did like two things. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like she's the only one on, not on there, but everybody else is. Like even the people like Bob Hawk and even the Weinsteins are on there. Like, talking about this because like bob weinstein he want he walked out the first 10 minutes because he was a heavy smoker in the opening scene about the and he just didn't like no not for me sorry and a guy who was one of the champions who worked at miramax and had watched the movie like 20 times at that point on vhs <laughs> on vhs um sets which means you basically ruined that VHS copy. Probably. And pulled him back down and said, don't you dare go anywhere. Just keep thinking to yourself, 37. And he goes, what the fuck does that mean? And he goes, just, and they finally got to that scene and it clicked. And he, and he said, never again have I ever walked out of a movie that early. Because I guess he did a lot. Because you see a lot of movies, I get it. Like, he, and he just didn't like it. Yeah. But he... I, but I think it was his own personal thing. Like, I'm a smoker. Fuck you. It was yeah. just stupid. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. You know, it's like... It's, I guess him and uh, him and Kevin Smith had a, a falling out of some sort. Kevin Smith had a falling out with all of Miramax. Uh, they, but we'll get to that. Because that's yeah. Zach and Mary. That's their problem. Was that Zach and Mary? Or yeah. was that... That's the falling out that happened. Because he didn't feel like... Well, we'll get to it. Yeah. But anyway, with Clerks, um, it really kind of was almost like Rocky. Like this little independent movie... That shouldn't have done anything. No, and like it's, it, it's actually kind of a bad thing because, and it was for me too. It makes independent filmmakers think, oh well. And Kevin Smith has said, you cannot think that you're going to end up like me, because what happened to me should not have happened to me. Exactly. Like he knows it's it's a one out of a million chance uh, that you write this kind of movie. And it gets bought by Miramax and starts your yeah, film career. Yeah, there's no... That's not what happens. You don't get a film career out of one film, usually. No. You know, I like for me, with the new short film I'm doing, that'll more than likely do absolutely nothing. Like, maybe I'll get in some festivals. Great. Maybe I'll even get a little bit of attention. And then nothing. I could make a hundred movies on my own, and it may never happen. Exactly. That's, we we you just... Know. You don't know. No. But for Kevin Smith... He, he got lucky enough He to... wrote a movie that really spoke to youngins in the 90s but it was dialogue that had never really been seen on screen before it was quentin tarantino-esque dialogue Mm -hmm. very clever very funny very quick Um, very quick yeah it's the movie is very quick very snappy quick yeah but also it's like it's something everyone can relate to most people have worked in a convenience store or a retail we have yeah you know and like with the stuff with the stupid customers but it's also about a guy who's like charlie brown he doesn't He's just kind of the, he's like Charlie Brown. I don't know how else to explain it, but like, he doesn't know what to do with his life, but he's pissed off at where he's at, you know, and everyone's experienced that. And 
you know, we can relate to that in his relationship with the two girls. He's got a great one, but he does love another one because yeah. he's a slut. And Jeff Anderson is kind of the guy everyone wants to be in a way, the quick witted asshole. Yeah. You know, who apparently does get laid and just does whatever he wants. And then Jay and Silent Bob are hilarious. And just, it's just a, and it's in black and white, which honestly just makes a movie cooler most of the time. Like, yeah, generally, Schindler's yeah. List is still the coolest movie I've ever seen in my life. So, and they, uh, you know, so funny. That was a movie for a long time. And as a kid, I wouldn't watch Clerks because, um, too much buildup. No, not even that. It was, uh, because you're a pussy. Black and white. And one of my friends, sister, somebody, that I know said they hated it because it was boring. Uh, and, which, and they attributed it to being black and white. Looking back now, I'm like, that's ridiculous. There are a lot of people that once they black and white, they're like, oh shit, this is going to be like an art film. And which, yeah. nothing wrong with yeah, an art film. Exactly. But uh-huh. this couldn't be farther from, I mean, it's art, but it's like, it, it is could, it, it's, it couldn't be farther from like an art, art. film, what you think of yeah. as, a, as an art film, you know? I will say, just so I don't forget, I've said this to you before. It's hard to say this is his best movie, but I do think it is his finest work. Because it's so simple, especially with the direction, because Kevin Smith... What? Russia! I swear to God, your neighbors are, like, having a war. Um, or some terrorists are attacking. We'll get the gun. America! But anyway, um, I still do think it is his finest film because of its simplicity. Uh, but also how, just with the dialogue, I still think it probably is his best dialogue. Uh, like when we get chasing Amy, that probably is his best movie, but I think Clerks is his best achievement because I, I, for sure, I'm with you on that. I think that's his highest achievement. And that's all I wanted to say. Like I, I still, and I struggle with that. It's, and that's the kind of thing with Kevin Smith. It's like, it's hard really to pick. Well, I mean, I guess, I mean, yeah. you know which ones aren't his best films, but, like, yeah. he has quite a few that are, like, like eh. are they his best? Is it? Uh, that's definitely a movie. Definitely really great, you know, write yeah. uh, uh, dialogue or script for it. That's really shot well. That's, that's a really yeah. good story. You know, it's... It just, it was, I don't know, to me, it's his most personal film. Because yeah. it's, it's it's obvious what he's writing about and where he was at that point. And that's why he said, it's like, I can't write that again because that's why like clerks two is about his thirties, mm-hmm. you know, and clerks three would have been about his forties. It's anyway. And, and even when you get to, you know, like Zach and Mary, he's even said himself that failed partially because it, he doesn't know that life. No. He's never had to live that life. No. He's not that young anymore. He's his not- writing kind of needs to be personal like mm-hmm. he has to have his heart in it and most writers don't yeah you can write and honestly i don't like it's it's nice when it's personal and when you but have you something can write to say something really good and not care exactly. <laughs> like like i well anyway but but yeah clerks it definitely changed his life and made him you know and not, one of the it, most successful independent filmmakers of all time. And not just you know. speaks to kids from the 90s. It still speaks to... Even watching it now, it's like, it totally speaks to me still. I do think eventually it will go on the film registry. National film. So? Oh, God, yes. And that's why I still think it is his greatest achievement. No offense, Chasing Amy. I love Chasing Amy. That's never going in the National Film Registry. I, will, I would rather watch... I would rather watch Clerks more than I would Chasing Amy. Yep. And I do think... While Jason Amy is great and probably technically his best film, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I get Clerks hung up is on his Clerks. finest achievement. I really get hung up on Clerks. On it's that something one. that it's almost like um, if Tarantino, not, not to piss anyone off, I'm not saying Kevin Smith is not Quentin Tarantino, but and even he would be like, "Fuck no, I am not Quentin Tarantino." <laughs> but let's say he made Pulp Fiction first, and all of his other movies were just kind of okay. Yeah. You know, or good. Like, if Tarantino wasn't Tarantino, he still made Pulp Fiction. Exactly. Like, same with Kevin Smith. He did make Clerks, and it changed uh, independent filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It changed filmmaking. Yeah. And a lot it was huge. It really did. It did. It's, I mean, just the simplicity of the direction, which also is because 
he couldn't really do anything fancy with the camera in a convenience store where he worked. Yeah. And I like that. It's like when we shoot my short film, not a lot of fancy shit we can do in my apartment. Exactly. It's you just going to be. It, it, it's what it, and, and sometimes it, when it's simple, it makes it better and it makes it more personal. Mm-hmm. And oh, I love quite it. frankly, it's also, I don't think it gets the due that it deserves. Um, like it gets quite a, I'm not from the it, film community. No. Right. From fans. Yeah. Absolutely. But from the film community, from Hollywood. Yeah. It doesn't, and it should. In terms of independent filmmaking, it does. But, like, on the best of films list, sometimes Clerks does pop up. Pop up, And I'm not saying it should be, like, in the top even 50. But it's always, like, 98, 97. Which, I think it totally deserves to know, be up there. I'd say in, in a top 100 list. Yeah, yeah, top, yeah, top 100 but list. But, like, yeah. But Clerks... Yeah, it's it, it's still my favorite Kevin Smith. It, it, it was hard to pick. It was Chasing Amy for a long time. And even Dogma, I have a more personal connection with, which I'll get to that when we talk about Dogma. Um, but yeah, Clerks is his finest achievement. It's something he'll never do again. Mm. But you can't. Once you make that kind of film, you can't ever do it again. It's like Lin-Manuel Miranda making a Hamilton 2. It's yeah. never going to happen. Exactly. You know? And even Tarantino, he's never going to make another Pulp Fiction. No. He's made some great movies. Some great movies, but... Everyone always, always says back to Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Everyone goes back to Godfather. Yep. Even George Lucas, which nope, bad example. Steven Spielberg. Oh well, actually, I think he's the exception. Yeah, he might be the exception to that rule because you'd be like Jaws. Yeah, but Raiders. That's true. Well, close Encounter. Okay. E. Saving Private Ryan. No, not ET. <laughs> I don't like ET, but it is popular and okay. well done film. ET. We don't like it, but it's. But he even directed movies that people don't know about, like The Last Emperor and Color Purple. Like, these movies that are... Or was it Last Emperor? I don't know. But, god damn it, I don't... What are you, a film expert? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. But, no, not an expert. Just got a lot of time on my hands. But, like, yeah, it's like... And even thing like Catch Me If You Can, that's a fantastic movie. Oh, my god. Love, love that movie. movie. Um, love it. And even, the, even Lincoln. That yeah. Was a great movie. Fuck. God damn it, Steven Spielberg. <laughs> He's had missteps, but even he, as a producer, good... Anyway, so it's not about Steven Spielberg. And we should move on to Mallrats. Yeah, but, from, from Clerks, yeah. it got him to Mallrats, which is basically what they wanted, with kind of Clerks in a mall. Um, yeah, and we got it. Yeah. like, And actually, I think we got it about 20 years too early. Yeah. Um, if that movie were to come out today, oh, it would be huge. As a nostalgia piece of the 90s? Absolutely. Holy shit. But like, I, and plus, I mean... At that time, being a geek wasn't popular. No, and now it now it's like that's the culture. Geek is the culture, and that's you know geek and nerd. That's I'm a proud weird. nerd. As I say, I am too. That's there used to be a time where you couldn't be in high school even. Just what fifteen years ago? Oh, if you would like a comic book in your binder, like what you read and fucking Batman. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna fight after school. Why? Yeah, it's like chill out. It's yeah. It it was really hard to be a geek. Yeah. You know, um, and now it's honestly it's less cool if you're not exactly if you like, if you haven't read Batman if you yeah. haven't read The Dark Knight Returns if you haven't read The Killing Joke of you know the Flashpoint stuff like that if you ever if you don't know what the Rebirth is if you don't know what the Flashpoint paradox yeah. is then you're not cool no it, you know it's, it, try but, going to a con you're gonna be raped <laughs> but the, this movie it basically it's I mean it's still it's the same it's a love story sorta. Um, it's it's to me about mainly it's just being in your 20s it's it is timeless like it's a little dated in terms of some things but not much yeah it really not much like i i just watched it actually uh, about a month ago yeah yeah a few things that are dated but it's definitely not and convenience stores aren't going anywhere that's the thing like they're still around yeah like everywhere and even if you work at a gas station that's still a convenience store so that's timeless as well where like but but, but with mall rats, malls really aren't around anymore. Yeah, that one's a harder one to sell because yeah. people are like, what? Now, if you look at it now as a nostalgic film, it's f- a lot of fun. Yeah. And honestly, it doesn't deserve the beating. I don't even think back then. Because that was the first movie I ever heard about from Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. All my friends talked about mall rats. That was the favorite, not Clerks. Not Chasing Amy. Mall rats is the same here. Mall rats. And I got a VHS copy and I watched it and I was like, that was really funny. Like, and some of the jokes haven't aged well. They're more, they're funnier when you're a teenager. Yeah. Or 12 or whatever, you know. But very sophomoric. Very, yeah. But, like, but memorable. Yeah. And it was a good cast. And, I mean, that was Jason Lee's start. 
and he took over the damn movie he did um that was up to kevin smith though which thank god he did but i mean just like the the disgusting stuff like the the butt pretzel <laughs> thing like that's memorable the woman with three nipples yeah it's it's, it's stupid and but it actually it is it's like demolition man it's better now than it than was, it was back time. then yeah and that's and i think mall rats um it didn't like i said it didn't it didn't do exactly well hmm <laughs> Um, not at all but on on vhs and dvd it's, oh it's it's done huge numbers yeah um but like i said it's like it was like 20 years too early yeah it uh, was and it almost was too silly especially jane silent bob yeah and he makes that joke in chasing Huge, Amy. like a lot of hijinks like yeah and crazy hijinks but now it's kind of fun yeah like it's just like who cares like yeah. just especially when you watch you it know. with the mindset that like it's also based in the same universe as jane and silent bob strike back yeah so then it's like, okay, this makes way more sense then. Yeah. Well, it's like in the first one, they were just kind of hardcore drug dealers who were kind of funny. And this one, they're grappling up to the roof. And it does, and he wasn't even smoking pot then, Kevin Smith. So yeah. it's like, what the hell are you doing? But I really think he wanted, it, it kind of plays more like a comic book. And it's like, when you look at it that way, it's like, oh, well, yeah. It works out. I'm like, okay. And and who knows? Like, maybe James, maybe they didn't actually grapple up to the roof. That's just in their heads. Like, it, it didn't really so happen, high and you was... know, like, yeah, like, it, you could, honestly, that kind of movie, you can kind of make things up to make it better. Yeah. You know, but everyone, even Shannon Doherty was fun in that movie, like, kind of a bitch, but that was her role. And That's also kind of just Shannon Doherty, from what I understand. From life, yeah. yeah. Not nowadays. Not nowadays. I heard she's really sweet now. Cancer kind of, kind of <laughs> evened her out a little bit. Seems to have. I really don't like that I just said that. But you're, I mean, it's not wrong. Yay, cancer. <laughs> It did but, something right. Yeah, it actually hit. It improved no, the life though, instead of like, ruining it. She had cancer and got over it, and from that point on, she really seems to have kind of appreciated. Uh, uh, from story, I mean, I don't know her personally, obviously, and she has always treated Kevin well with respect. Yeah, yeah she, she really she, loves Kevin Smith. Yeah, so the only thing I think he's ever said any kind of negative about her was about her demanding different wardrobes, which she was a which, big star at the time. Yeah, which wasn't really well. Even that, he didn't even say it really negatively. He says it more like... It's funny. That was funny. That was her way of getting... Well, you know what I just found out? What? I'm on season four of Golden Girls. I swear to God, this ties in. That uh, the one who played Blanche, Rue mm-hmm. McClanahan. Yeah, I know their names. And she put in her contract because she knew coming in that Blanche was going to be in a lot of different outfits. And she had it written in her contract that she could keep all the wardrobe. But a lot of actresses do that. Yeah. Especially on TV shows. Because... What do they do with the clothes after? They probably throw them away. So it's like I want to keep them. But it's even at that so time, she her. wasn't even really that big of a star at the time. If she was all, she was getting there. She's getting there. She's getting big because I think nine, uh, Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero had just started over, been on just for like about, a season. Yeah. Uh, and it just I think people were disappointed because this was this hot new filmmaker who just made this. Even though Clerks, it's not like it made a like hundred percent profit just because it made like. Five million on a $30,000 budget, fucking A. Like, it didn't, like, make $100 million like some independent movies can do nowadays. Yeah. But that's fine. Like, he, people, it was an underground thing. And that's what made Kevin Smith cool. Yeah. And I think that's what people miss. And then in the you, 90s, he was an underground filmmaker. And when you got to you know? Mall Rats, that seemed way more mainstream. Exactly. And, which... People weren't expecting that. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. It's like people... Sometimes I, I really don't like when people talk about they don't like somebody because they sold out. I'm like, <laughs> sold out? I'll like, sell out in a fucking heartbeat. Absolutely. You know why? Because, well, yeah, you want to do this because you love doing it. You want to share your movies with people. Mm-hmm. Or you share your art with people. That's fine. But you also want to make some scratch with it. It's you your know? living. And it's your livelihood. Because they, I had heard it was on... Uh, he does the podcast Hollywood Babylon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ralph Garman has said something because they talked about... One of the most stolen movies or downloaded movies was Mallrats. Yeah, and um, and he talked about that, and he said, "Yeah." And they asked him what he talked about. He's like, "He said, however you get to see it." He said, "That's what I really do it for." Yeah. He said, "It's fine." He said, "I'm covered." He said, it, "I'd say he got paid, yeah. and he still gets paid. Like he's the rest of his life, he's gonna get royalties from Mallrats anyway." That's what he said. So. He said, "If that's how you want to, how you want to watch movies, that's how you want to watch movies." Yeah. He said, "Doesn't bother me as long as you get to see what I put out." Yeah. And like, yeah, that's cool. Like, if you're making the effort to see what I do, cool. If you're, and that's, he, I think he says something about, like, if you're willing to break the law to see my movie, 
Even better. <laughs> but yeah, Mall Rats, I really enjoy that movie. It's yeah. a lot of fun. I need to watch it again. It's, it's probably been like five years. Yeah, like I said, a month ago, I just got a scratch all of a sudden to want to watch it. Yeah. it it's so enjoyable. Michael Rooker is in it. Oh, he's great. And see, and he's, he speaks fondly of it. He, yeah. And, he's and done... he was on board to do Mall Rats too. Oh, very much. He loves Kevin Everybody, Smith. I, Everybody Except was. for uh, Jeremy London. He wasn't on board? No, apparently him and Kevin don't get along. <laughs> well, Jeremy London had some issues. Well, not even that. Think about when you're the star of a movie, and then while you're doing the movie, they decide to make someone else the star of the movie. That does hurt. That probably does hurt a little bit, but it has been 20 years. It's yeah. like, but that uh, may not be the, the issue. Way, the way I understand is that yeah. they had some sort of issue, and that might have been it. Um, eh. but there's also, he had his own issues where he got so drunk one time and got arrested and shit his pants. Been there. Yeah. Who hasn't? Yeah. It's just like, that's we like, all have. That's Thursday. Um, <laughs> that's going to be me at work tomorrow. <laughs> <sighs> but it's, uh, it, I do really, you know, Shannon Doherty, Jeremy London was even, everybody really was on board. There yeah. wasn't anybody. Even I think Joey Lauren Adams was on board. And so was, um, Jason Lee was Jason Lee, the, the bigger guy. He used to be bigger, um, like fatter. Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Kevin Smith. He's of course he's going to be there. He's the one who's writing it. No, uh, what's wrong with you? The guy that was staring at the magic uh, puzzle. Magic oh, puzzle. Ethan. Ethan Supley. Supley. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was really on, good on. And apparently he had uh, again. It was on the Hollywood Babylon. He mm-hmm. he said exactly. Apparently he was supposed to have grown up to become somebody. Mm-hmm. And he, he, he did they bleeped it out on the podcast and really? I can't find it anywhere. That sucks. Because god damn it, he has some loyal fans. Uh um, yeah, he does. Uh but I tried to find it somewhere and you can't really find it uh exactly what he said he grew up to be. Mm-hmm. Uh but he said he wrote a joke for it that made him he was on the toilet and laughed out loud like he was he said he was really <laughs> proud of it. That's funny. Um, oh, I remember hearing that. But yeah. it was uh but yeah, it, it, people love doing it and people love it so much eventually they Got a, a greenlit for uh, Mallrats 2, which was going to be a series, which now seems to kind of have... It's not going to happen. Yeah. Which sucks, because God, I would love to watch Mallrats, the show. Yeah. It would have been so funny, fun. but it is what it is. But anyway, um, all right. Way to go from uh, Mallrats uh, was to Chasing to Amy. Chasing Amy. Where he decided to kind of... Take it seriously. Yeah. And he had something to say mm-hmm. about... And it's, it's actually kind of funny to me how the comic book stuff really did not need to be in the movie no it just kind of was a but it fits as a background yeah but i like it like when i watched it again recently i was like like a few months ago i was like it's funny the comic book stuff just seems out of place but at the same time perfect like it's it's good to especially back then to have something like at a comic book convention Mm -hmm. back in 97 96 97 it's not that those weren't popular it's just it's not like it is now yeah you know um where now even Indiana has some, um, you know. Well, even like, whenever you see the, they go to a convention, a Comic Con, their view of what a Comic Con was was what it was, which yeah. was super small. Um, but it was that, that was a the really well written film. It was very original. Great, God, just so well performed. Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck was wonderful in it. Joey Lauren Adams was Jason Lee. Stole the show. Jason Lee was, yeah, just it. Yeah, it's there's not really you could say everything about this movie or nothing about it. It's yeah. it's a very unique story, very funny. Probably his, f- eh, I don't want to say it's his funniest movie, but it, the comedy is written very really well. spot on. Yeah, it's the jokes are good, there's characters good are interesting, drama and comedy. Yeah, and it kind of goes in a direction you don't see it going, especially between the two main characters. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but enjoy Lauren Adams, probably her finest performance in my opinion. And I think um, it, this is the, his, the last of his movies. Like it's originally the Jersey trilogy. Well, yeah, but it was it's. Uh, I this was the last movie I saw of his. Like I, I saw. I think it was. I saw. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back first. Yep. And then it was Mallrats, and then Clerks, mm-hmm. then Dogma, then Clerks Two. Mm-hmm. And then finally chasing Amy like three years ago, two, three years ago. And God damn, it's so good. It, it's, it is really good. And I know, you know, we said that it's, Clerks it, is his best, his highest achievement. I think and so. 
probably honestly my favorite, but this is such a damn yeah. good movie. Chasing Amy is a very close second. It's probably his best ending to a movie, or mm-hmm. it's it's the most emotional ending to a movie that he's ever done. I'd say it's hard to Clerks 2's ending was really good but it wasn't as emotional as yeah, chasing Amy. really well it, it I guess, was emotional yeah but i guess yeah i guess you're but right. just the dialogue between ben affleck I can't remember, holden, holden and Alyssa. oh Alyssa, yeah and banky <laughs> yeah that whole thing too it gets me every time because i just like holden you fucking idiot like it it is almost one of those things like in real life not saying it couldn't happen but you'd like to think you wouldn't think of that i wouldn't think Okay, if I have a threesome with my best friend and my girl, we'll it was all be such good. an outlandish idea. And it, honestly, I hated it for like I. It almost ruined the movie for me. Yeah, yeah. Upon for a few, and I was like, "What?" Well, at first I'm like, "Okay," like he's. But then it, I, the more I watched, it, I was like, "Fuck! What the fuck?" But it kind of, to me, it speaks. I love it now because at the time I didn't get it, and now at least how I take it, it speaks to Holden's immaturity. Mm-hmm. And how much he needs to grow as a person. Yeah. And that he kind of almost doesn't deserve her because she's comfortable with who she is. And he's not there and yet. And he's not there yet. So, and also between him and Banky, too, it's like, well, of course, Banky was willing to do it. Which still, and I still like how that question's kind of never been answered. It was. I think, it, well. It he, was in he, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, but some people I, who love these movies like got mad at me they're like no Banky's not gay and they weren't saying that as a bad thing like fuck gay people but Kevin Smith said he was yeah I mean in terms of the movies oh like but he I know he is like I know he is yeah but to me it never really was answered until mm. James on the Bob Strike back outside the theater with him and uh, the, I can't remember the guy the guy who stole the show and now I can't remember his damn name the black rage and that guy yeah um but he um, said like yeah like i can't believe they turned my character into a 90 minute long gay joke and then something was said but eventually the other guy said oh i don't hear you complaining at night so it was it's like okay he is gay it it says it yeah but you could also take that as like he's joking yeah i would say it to you as a joke so really still it's not really been answered but technically but But even he said because like uh years later whenever chemistry started doing the the q a's uh, in the second one, I think it was, mm-hmm. some girl asked him, she's like, don't you think, you know, every girl needs a good dick? And, uh, cause she's a lesbian, mm-hmm. she took offense to I it. remember that, yeah. And, uh, he was like, and everyone started to boo her. And he's like, no, he's no, like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. He said, it's a legitimate question. And yeah. he said, didn't you understand that I made the stupid person say all that stuff? Yeah. And then at the end, he actually turned out to be gay. Yeah. You know, and that, and I was like, well, there he answers right there. But yeah, I mean, the movie was kind of misunderstood for a while from, yeah. a, from a lot of people. And I think they took it as like, which I understand. They took it as an Im- they came as an immature to or naive to the to homosexuality, yeah. and it's like, yeah, and I hate people are too sensitive about this anyway because it's like, here's the thing. Okay, like, yeah, she doesn't listen to this anyway. My sister's gay. Mm-hmm. She has still had sex with men. She didn't really like men, but she was trying to fight against who she really is. And she was trying, I think, to convince herself that she wasn't gay. In this case in the movie, because sometimes people are just gay. There's a woman who will never have sex with a man because she only likes women. There's some men who will never have sex with a woman because they just like men. Some people are bisexual. Mm -hmm. But in this case, Alyssa was a lesbian she just fell in love with Holden. Yeah. And she, uh, we find out she had sex many times with men because, yeah. But there's, yeah, there's some people who thought Spread that movie was uh, insensitive or uh, that Kevin Smith was naive to it. Not knowing or the, whole, the whole time. Or a slight that, against gay, the gay community. But, and not knowing the whole time his, his brother, which doesn't absolve you from anything. If you, if no. all of a sudden you're so hom- uh, homophobic and, but, but I have a gay brother. Yeah, doesn't. And, make and at a that time, difference. nobody knew he had a gay brother. I didn't. Yeah, uh, not until years later did yeah. I know that. Um, and so he he had a closer touch to the gay community than most people thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that movie was fantastic, and I think it did a lot. Yeah. And it showed people what he can do. That he was able to write. It got him the job to write Superman uh, lives. Yeah. Um, which got him be- a lot of writing stuff. Became Superman Returns. Um, yeah. It had got him Coyote Ugly. Yep. 
got him. Um, well, I mean, Dogma. Like it kept his filmmaking well, yeah, career yeah, going. Got, film, but even, got him an Independent Spirit Award, which and, that's a big accomplishment. And project other than his own movies, like yep. it got him other projects. Yeah. To do. Because um, honestly, if that film had been anything else and didn't work, we probably wouldn't be talking about him right now. Exactly. Because Mallrats, that was a pretty big slap to his face. Yeah. That just wasn't. I can't think of the right way to say it, but it's like it was a blow to his ego. Yeah. And I think people started to think, oh, he's a one-hit wonder. Because mm-hmm. a lot of filmmakers are. And I shot one. Yeah. Honestly. Which, I mean, that's after his, you know, after Kevin Smith's career. I still it. don't think M. Night Shyamalan's that talented. No, I think he gets lucky every now and again. Um, I wouldn't even go that far. When they, well, he, he got lucky three times. As of right now. I mean, we'll wait and see. Maybe. I mean, Unbreakable is... It is really good, but I guess I'm falling in love with that movie less and less. But yeah. I need I need to watch it again. I love that movie to death. But I mean, Sixth Sense, which is great. But yeah. see, I can't watch that movie. But there's a few people who are like I can watch that movie every day. I'm like, how? You lose. I lose interest because like I already know what happens. Like I lose really? the twi- the twist. Oh, ruins I could it for me. I could watch every day, but I could watch it every month. Really? Yeah. No. But I mean, it, it, there's that. There's uh, Split, which was wonderfully received and is a great movie yeah. uh even the visit wasn't that bad it was pretty good he didn't die he he he's avoided doing like the crazy twists yeah. um but you need to do. but kevin like without chasing amy we ch- wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about him right now no because it it it's it's like an art film it's it's everything it's a drama it's a comedy it's like an art film it's an independent film it's you know it's and it's fun to see like ben affleck so young you know, an early role that really could show what he could do as an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the script is very solid. Even Joey Lauren Adams, characters. Who, oh. who, who doesn't, she doesn't really do a lot anymore, if anything. No, um, not really. And, which is um, fine, but like, she's a, she was a really good actress. Mm-hmm. She did really good in that movie. Um, and again, she another was. one who probably doesn't get the due she deserves for, for what she was able to do at the time. I'm not sure how good she is now. She got a Golden Globe nomination for Chasing Amy. Did she, I, see, I didn't know that. She did. It's the only Kevin Smith movie I ever get nominated for a major award. So Unless you count um, Google Hunting, where he produced it. That's true. Which is... Even he's... A, he's a, I had nothing to do no. with that movie. He it said, was more I, of a, a thank you from Ben and Matt. Yeah. For him and Scott Mosher. They both produced it. But it's just a producing role. It's not an executive producer. Right. Like, if it would have won Best Picture, they wouldn't have gotten shit. Right. But, but, it's... but Chasing Amy, yeah, is... It's probably the peak when it comes to his movies. I still think Clerks is a finer achievement in terms of filmmaking. But Chasing Amy... I, I said Clerks has finest film. I can't think of a better way to put it. Chasing Amy probably, as a whole, is it's, probably his finest film. Like a, uh, technically but his But Clerks, best I think, film. is his best film achievement. Mm-hmm. You know, that's and that's... Yeah, that makes sense. So And from Chasing Amy, we get Dogma. And that was the first Kevin's movie I saw. And that's really good movie yeah another one that of his, a lot of his movies don't really seem to get a whole lot of credit for except no. from his fans yeah um he's yeah he's which generally he seems to make movies for his fans anyways yeah. it's kind of what he wants because he's do. amazed he has fans like, so but dogma is so good and that's that was except for clerks too that's probably the last time we saw him make a movie where he um had something really important to say yep and that movie has a lot going on in it like mm-hmm. it's really good yeah and one thing that irritates me a little bit about kevin smith is how much he kind of like knocks his own career yeah he's self-loathing it, it bothers me because i'm like he's not he's a he's a great filmmaker mm-hmm. he's a really really good filmmaker and he's he, he he writes very well he's a great director he he he's great yeah I hate whenever he talks about, you know, yeah, that's a movie with a rubber poop, rubber poop monster. And it's, yeah. it's so much more than that. He's been kind of beaten down. It's honestly the movie know. to me. Like, even now, I still, to this day, it's, um, uh, religion's not really about what you believe in. It's that you believe. Yeah. That's what it should matter. That's what should matter. And that's, the movie's and message is very that. good. Yeah. And that's, and he doesn't get credit for what he said in that movie particularly. No. And you also got really great performances from Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and yeah. Chris Rock and Alan Rickman, of course. Yeah. Um, Linda Cardellini. Not Linda Cardellini. Um, uh, what, fuck, what was her? Uh, Flo- no, Floor or something. Florence? Florence? No. Florence and Machines. 
I think, God, I can't remember her name. Linda something. Florentino or something. Florentino. Like. I think that's, yeah, I think that's something right. weird. She was, like, the whole cast was great. There wasn't you one, know. even Jane and Silent Bob. Selma Hayek was funny. Selma Hayek, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And we hadn't really seen her be funny before. No. It, it was a great cast, and I saw that movie. It was the first Kevin Smith movie I ever saw. Uh, I think that, then Jane and Silent Bob, then Mallrats. Because um, of those two movies, like, oh, you gotta see Mallrats. But Dogma, to me, is actually the Kevin Smith movie movie that means the most to me because i was in middle school middle i'm sorry catholic middle school (laughs) at the time when i saw this and as a kid i was a real sensitive kid and i didn't i don't like how i was but you're just a kid it's just like i was real sensitive and you know and i wasn't religious but i don't make fun of it right it's like i was like just i don't know i i just didn't know how to handle religion and then i saw dogma and it just i was like wait you can make fun of religion it's okay because i understood the message and he wasn't bashing catholicism he was making fun of it because there's a fucking lot to make fun of because he was driving a truck through the plot holes in yeah. the bible and, and it's like I, I had never heard anyone do that my family didn't do that my school definitely didn't do that. And he had a different thought you know. process on religion itself. Yeah. And it changed my mindset. Yep. About a lo- honestly, about a lot of things about to question. Mm-hmm. And as weird as that sounds, but Dogma did do that for me. And not only that, it is just a really entertaining movie. It's funny. It's very underrated. Action. One of his movies. Good action. In good it. action. You know, a good story. Good ending. Like just it. But great cast like all the stuff you said it's it really is underrated for one of the one of his better movies mm-hmm. i'd say probably like top three for sure it, it, yeah it's yeah. it's everything it's different and it's just kind of a spiritual experience in a way and the cool thing about bethany the main character you know if you are struggling with religion anyway you can kind of live through her vicariously in the movie and yeah. go on this journey with her and even though it kind of like the movie shows that god does exist and catholicism isn't really bullshit it's blah 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 it's it's real whatever it's still like it doesn't condemn you if you don't believe it doesn't condemn you if you do believe it's Mm. just like do what you want you know do whatever you want and we're good and that's how religion should be treated but that's what dogma means the most to me out of all of his work clerks would be second just because of the whole filmmaking thing right but dogma means even more because i don't know why something in that movie made me it was like a uh, light switch flipped. I'd have to parrot you on that one, too. I agree. Uh, for me, I think Dogma does mean the most to me. Uh, Clerks, again, like you, close second. It's There's something about that movie that, that just speaks volumes to how I how I think. What I, you know, what I say and all my, my religious thoughts and my personal thoughts and everything. And again, it just doesn't get credit, man. And it should. It's one of his... It's one of his best films. Yeah. Um, and from that, movie, it's actually one of his most successful films in the theater. Yeah, it had a ten million dollar budget, which for him is insane, a gold mine. But it made about thirty. Yeah, and honestly, for him, that's which from that point on, I think he, he did pretty. I think twenty twenty thirty was usually about his his budget, his not budget, but uh, yeah, his box area. office take and yeah. Uh, it's not, I mean, sometimes it dipped a little lower, but twenty thirty was always like his. That was Kevin Smith land. Yeah. Um, but from Dogma, I always get kind of confused on this one. Is it, was it Chasey? Nope. That's not right. Jersey Girl next? Or was it Jane Silent Bob? Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Jane Silent Bob. That is a different movie. Yeah. Uh, I love it. It's, I think it's funny. Very sophomore humor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's a blast. There's yeah. not really a whole lot to say. There's not like great performances and it. it's, 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 it's fun. better now that it, it's not the ending. Yeah. But it is kind of a celebration of Kevin Smith. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Because then you go through and you, you see all his friends in the movie. Yeah. You see everybody comes little back. Little nods to everything. Yeah. Everybody comes back except for Jeremy London. Yeah. But that's okay. But even like Jeff Anderson was there. You get to see the Clerks guys again. Like yeah. before Clerks 2. And Ben Affleck plays two roles. And yeah. A, and it's got the fucking hilarious Goodwill Hunting skit that movie's worth oh, it just for that man that's whole goodwill hunting two hunting season that was a hilarious idea and then even they make the joke like you know uh, matt damon said like i mean making me do dogma is one thing like these inside jokes 
but this and like even them joke with each other and matt damon looks at ben affleck and says yeah and sometimes we do reindeer games he goes and see that's just mean yeah and they get to play they joke with each other about that stuff and yeah it's, it's so good and they it's and they joke about even though don't make fun of dogma that was a damn good movie but it's okay like it's funny like and it's ben and matt were still big but they weren't like they are now they were massive superstars yeah they hadn't hit that level yet but to see them joking and like to also joke about who they really are like one guy he's like all right guys you're ready and touches man he goes get your fucking hand off me and ben asks, what are you doing what are you doing like just like and then like gus van sant in the corner counting his money yeah, and just like, like Jesus, just i'm busy matt i'm busy you know and they even got the same guy from goodwill hunting the apple guy yeah i know like the yeah. same guy and he like they can't just, see it but just such a it was such a like they could have really just gotten anybody yeah and put a, a douchey ponytail on him and then and they got him people would have just accepted it but they got the actual dude yeah it it was so good so that skit alone like you said it was well worth it perfect but he, and Mark Hamill was cockknocker. Like the scream, the scream bit. That was funny. It was funny, like a, a monkey West. Like, are you even trying anymore? That was funny. It was. It was hilarious. A lot of good uh, humor directed at Hollywood, and just, but it, but it's a fun. It was fun to see Jay and Silent Bob have their little adventure. It kind of went back to the Mallrats days of more cartoonish, which is fine. And yeah. then with the the clit. I think that's funny. It was. It was just like, I am the clit commander. And then John Stewart, terrifying. <laughs> just, it was. Jason Hughes actually, uh, that was a movie where you're like, you notice he's actually really funny. Very. Like he's not. Just, he's the star of it. Yeah. He's I mean, not just really the is. puppet that no. Kevin Smith is, you know, shoving his hand up his ass and making him and say things. Honestly, probably Kevin Smith's, his best acting moment will always be chasing Amy with the speech at the with end. With the whole, yeah, the chasing Amy speech. But. When he screams at Jay about, he's like, just fucking say it already. The sign on the back of the car. Like, to me, I'm like, shit. He, the, you, you dumb fuck. And he walks, I'm like, shit, I believe that. Like, he's like, just, Let were you loose. actually mad at Jason and his problems at the time? Which he probably was. Yeah. Um, but also, too, it's, it was supposed to close out everything because Jason Muse was just too fucked up. And thank God he's not anymore. Yeah. But, but it's, it's just a fun, I remember when I first watched it and my dad walked in the beginning when like Jason's mom, not Jason Mews, but Jay's mom yeah. is like, like someone walked out like, oh, made fun of her parents. So she's like, hey, fuck you, you fucking square. Like, fuck you. And then she's like, I can't fucking believe that fucking guy. And just kept saying it. And my dad walked in like, what the hell are you watching? I'm like, Jay, it's all about Jay back. And, you know, it just, it's... It was kind of one of those movies where you weren't allowed to watch it because it, it was... It earned it had, that R rating. Yeah, it for sure did. Um, but yeah, I always it's enjoyed that fun. movie. It was fun. Yeah. It, now, if you were to watch and all And it's gotten better movies, with time. If you watch yeah. all his movies in yeah. succession, that's going to be a movie where you're like, what the fuck? Like... This is a part yeah, of the you, universe? You can't watch Clerks like, I'll watch Chasing Amy. And then like, oh, I'll watch Dogma. I'll watch Jane Son. Hmm. You'll be baffled. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's like a cartoon. Yeah, it really is, but that's okay. That's part of the fun because Jay and Silent Bob are cartoon characters. Yeah. They're caricatures yeah. of real people, and you know, just they're just characters in, in general. Yeah. It's such a it. good movie. It's so funny, uh, and definitely worth a watch. It, it, like Joey said, even just for the uh, Goodwill Hunting two bit, like it's so good. Hell, that whole thing with the Hollywood stuff, and even yeah. w- when they crash through the window and meet He's Blunt the Man and Chronic. Fucker. Yeah, it's. Uh, Toys James Vanderbeek and you your dick in a pie, dude. That was funny. James Vanderbeek was so funny, so damn funny. Like he was Dawson, and he's got a good sense of humor. Like it's, and then like I said, Mark Hamill's cockknocker was hilarious. Like why do they call you cockknocker? And that great story. Let me <laughs> oh avenge me. And then like people can say whatever they want. Kevin Smith, yeah, wrote himself to have a lightsaber lightsaber duel with Mark Hamill. Who the hell wouldn't? If you had the opportunity. Why not? Yeah. Oh, and even they made the joke when they cut his big hand off. He goes, not, not again. again. See, right there, I'm like, that's like a sitcom, and I fucking love it. It's it originally was supposed to be David Duchovny play Cockknocker. Okay. Because it was... That, um, that's funny. They had... Uh, David Duchovny had watched... Uh, he had done that movie called Playing God, and then he watched uh, Dogma, and he loved it. And he said, what are you doing next? Oh, and nice. uh, and he's like, well, it's Jane. He said Jane Silent Bob, so he handed him the script. Yeah, let him read it, and then uh, he's like, I didn't want to be in a movie with for him. 
thank Christ they did Mark Hamill, though. <laughs> I know. Because think about it. It's James Hall Bob Strike Back. They have Mark Hamill doing a lightsaber duel in the Strike Back, and his hand gets cut off like an Empire Strikes Back. Exactly. Come on. You can't have... Fuck David Duchovny. But they even said... But he said uh, he got a phone call from David Duchovny, and he, as soon as he said hello, he's like, cock knocker. <laughs> and he's like, that's who I want to be. I want to be cock knocker. And he's like, all right, sure. I want you to be cock knocker. And so he was, they had him all set. He was ready to do it. And then some scheduling nonsense went... went Oh, thank God. And then they he got lucky enough to get Mark Hamill. Yeah. I'd say, no offense, David. I imagine they rewrote that scene to include it. There's no way they, like, no, that wasn't no. included from the beginning. That was he probably like, was like, Mark, I really want to do a lightsaber duel with you. Like, All right. Yeah, why not? Mark Hamill doesn't care. He's like, cool. But that was, <laughs> do whatever you want. Yeah, not just the... the Goodwill hunting scene, but like the uh, the final battle between yeah. uh, Cognacker and uh, and Chronic. It's just it's a fun dumb movie. Exactly. Let's be honest. It's Chris, a re- Chris Rock. Oh my god, he's so funny. As a director, that was hilarious. Yeah. Who the fuck am I? Jamie Kennedy. The small he was funny. He's, yeah. in there. he's so funny. Probably the funniest he's ever been. Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever seen Malibu's Most Wanted? Anyway. <laughs> <sighs> All right, and then from that's there, the, that's at the yeah. time was the end of the Jersey Chronicles. Yeah, and then Clerks Two technically did end it. Yeah, uh, which was a much better until, ending until until they were going to do Mallrats Two into Clerks Three. And, yeah, which will never happen. Yeah, um, which is fine. But the next, he decided to do something different. Jersey Girl. Yep. Well, you know, prior to that, he actually acted in a movie called Catch and Release. Yeah. Not a super well-received movie. Yeah, i never seen it. But it, one thing everybody praised was that he did fantastic. That's what I heard. Which shows he's not just a you know great director a great writer no he also can act and i mean he's always said he's not a great actor which he's not a great actor but he does really good yeah uh and i remember watching that movie specifically because kevin smith in not a good movie yeah but it has jennifer gardner and i fucking hate her yeah i'm not a big um, fan either but he's really good in it but yeah from <laughs> there he did uh you reminded me of a line from family guy from the star wars thing about jennifer garner do you remember that no because Hey, how you doing, kid? You look strong enough to tear the ears off Jennifer Garner. Like, sorry, I just, I love that line so much. Because I was like, she does have big fucking ears. She does. Jesus. That's what Ben held on to while he was, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he did Jersey Girl, yep. which was unfortunately at the height of Benifer, the it, first Benifer. I prefer, honestly, I mean, I like Jennifer Garner, but at least her and Ben made a lot more sense than and they seemed happy together for the time they had 300 kids whatever it was yeah jersey girl was almost like a weird experiment and i remember i watched it i hated it because i'm just like fuck you kevin smith i'm gonna make a movie about a guy's daughter and the mom dies and oh it's a fucking lifetime movie of the week like that's how it felt to me at the time i was like i i respected him wanting to do something different and something more commercial and I thought this back then when I wasn't even close to being into film. Like, I didn't talk like this. Right. Like a fucking snob. You know, but I felt that. I was like, I get it. You're trying to do something more commercial. Fuck you. I felt betrayed. And I think a lot of his fans did. It seemed to be that way. I yeah. When I first watched it, I enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it was really good. And honestly, a big reason I really enjoyed it, George Carlin. Yeah. And see here, I'll say this. Like, it is a good movie. Yeah. It's not a great movie. Nope. That's also kind of the problem yeah it's a middle of the road movie which i'm not totally blaming kevin for it was a safe movie and it also did have unfortunately i think right prior to that geely came out that's what hurt it the most and and then benifer in general was not really doing super strong and they were going through their breakup and it was there was a lot that made that movie fail that wasn't because of the movie the movie was solid and should have really succeeded more than it did a little bit more yeah Um, and actually it technically it it did people make it out to where like it completely flopped it didn't flop no i but think it, it i still think it should have done more than what it did what did it do um god damn it but basically yeah this was a completely different movie than what he had ever really made yeah we had you know George, uh ben affleck played this uh uh talent age no, no that's not right no like for advertising something. i can't remember the commercials thing. or something like that yeah but basically, it, it originally it was supposed to take place in the 80s, and it was going to be, uh, the whole deal was Bruno. Yeah. Yeah, you know, which was Bruce Willis' singing oh. gimmick. Um, yeah. Okay, it didn't fail, but it, it failed. <laughs> Made back its budget, barely. So, yeah, okay. But it did, uh, you know, it was supposed to be about Bruce Willis, and the whole point was, it ultimately ended up being about Will Smith. He sees dead people. Uh, <sighs> but it was, uh, Will Smith was 
transitioning from Fresh Prince to Will Smith. Yeah. And uh, he finally got tired. He's like, it's the fucking Fresh Prince. There's mm. nobody else here. And he loses it in public yeah. during like a press conference. Yeah. And it is right after he had his baby and he was stressed and just happened to yeah. tanked his career. So, you know, then it just shows his life from that point on yeah. raising his little girl with his daughter or with his father rather. Yeah. And Which was a good idea. Really good idea. It would have been cool. And and almost like a being John Malkovich type of thing, except not as fucked up. <sighs> but it was, um, you know, really Ben Affleck gives a really strong performance in the movie. Yeah, little He's girl does it. Little girl she does steals a, the show. She does. She's, she's she's adorable. I don't know if she's continue acting, but she was phenomenal. I'm not sure if she has either, but I know. Yeah, she did phenomenal in that movie. She, she was, was very cute. believable. She yeah. was. Uh, she was believable. It was just, yeah. You don't see that in a lot of child actors, particularly no. that young. Yeah, or um, back then. And then George Carlin, the surprise of the movie, yeah. I think, was because like. That's George fucking Carlin. Yeah, and he's making me sad. Exactly. So like, and he was, but he was funny too. There's one really great line delivery in the movie that he gives and it, it breaks my heart every time I, I the watch ending. it. Uh, I think it's the end. It's, yep. it's uh, whenever I don't wanna, um, oh, sorry, I won't he, he gets upset with uh, uh, his daughter and she says, I hate you because he wasn't, he was going to miss her talent They were going to do the Sweeney Todd. Thing. Yeah, they're gonna do the swing. Yes, I do love that. That was really good. <laughs> that was awesome. But he was he was supposed to be in it, and then he was gonna miss it, so he could go to New York and try to. He was gonna get his job back. Try to get his job back. Yeah. And she's like, "I hate you." And he's like, "I hate you right back, you little you know." Uh, if you had little shit, you little shit. If you hadn't come around, then mommy would still be alive. And yeah, like blamed like, her for his really life. Really fucking like late. But even Ben girl. Affleck good acting in that scene too, yeah because you see the moment he realizes what he said you see the anger as he says it and then as soon as he finishes it you see like like i didn't fuck. Mean, because he didn't mean that no you know it's like he doesn't mean that but it was but then it was after that it's george carlin looks and says, what's wrong with you and it's he was so disappointed so fucking heartbreaking yeah. and uh george carlin was beyond wonderful in that movie he was and 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 it was a part a, actually he really wanted to play. Yeah, he and, wanted to play that kind of character. And like to the point, like he made up a backstory for the character mm-hmm. why he always picks on one of his friends. It's, it, it it was it's a really good movie. Liv Tyler, who I don't typically like, I don't either, but she was good. She was really good in that movie. She was funny. Um, but uh, yeah, it. there really honestly wasn't a bad performance in the movie. The story was really no. solid. It was well written. Get to see Jennifer Lopez die. That's awesome. That's always fun. God damn, was that good? <laughs> but it's. It just didn't. It did, there was a lot of issues that went on that caused that movie it's, to fail. It wasn't even Miramax's fault. It what? It just. It really. It was horrible timing. I think it. It could have made. It's not a great movie. Again, it's a good, solid movie, uh, and maybe even we're giving it too much credit. Because if we watch it, we may go. Eh. I actually just watched it um, a month ago. Okay, and so I still love it. It's, okay. I, I've watched that movie probably more times than any of the other. You know, movies. I wouldn't buy it. I did not want to add it to my Kevin Smith collection. Really? And then I finally realized my opinion of it was very bad for very, not because I like hated the movie. I just, I don't know something about it. Rubbed me the wrong, wrong way, but I think I let too many other opinions. Cause I did that back then, uh, change mine. Right. And then when I finally saw it again, I went, I actually, I, I enjoyed that movie. Like it, it, it's never one of his films I go to. Right. Like, but I know it'll be a movie I'll watch again. Like it's solid from beginning to end. It's fun. Um, but I think a lot of fans, they felt like it was a betrayal and like, what are you doing? This isn't Kevin Smith, which his fans are fucking fickle anyway. Yeah, they really are, which nowadays I kind of understand, but like they, I respect that he wanted, he really wanted to kind of like make as a filmmaker and kind of make bank and really show what he could do. And it didn't work out that way, but it's still, it's a good solid movie and it is funny and the PG-13, I think, I think it would have actually been a lot better if it was R. Yeah, if it was R, it probably would have done a little better. If they could have gone further with it, mm-hmm. the studio would have allowed it. And maybe that's not true. Maybe he wanted to make a PG-13 movie. Which, like, from my understanding, he wanted to make one. Yeah. But if he had just went ahead and... I think he should have went full. Then again, it may not have even done what it did. So, yeah. so we'll uh, continue this. Uh, this is part one. So, uh, yeah, if you guys have any questions for us, if you, what are your guys' opinions of Kevin Smith and, yeah. and all his movies? What the fuck do you think? Uh, what the fuck? Um, yeah. What were you thinking? Um, let no. us know. Email us. Uh, it's uh, real what were we talking about at gmail.com. <laughs> you can also... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, but that's fucking stupid. This is the newer 
newer. Sorry, go ahead. That, but, um, I don't like that at all. Uh, yeah, email is at realwhatwetalkingaboutgmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash realwhatwetalkingabout. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at tweetymctweet11. Joey? Or me at, at filmhomes. Uh, what about your YouTube channel? Uh, Apartment B1 Productions on YouTube. You should go find it. And that's it. Just find it. And fucking watch shit on it, alright? Watch it. Uh, so yeah, until next time, uh, I'm Jake. I'm me. What are we talking about? I don't know. I don't know.